0: probably did hate mail and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams
1: the football pod live thursday june 2nd in castle
0: bar check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now otb am with gillette get into your flow with the new gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar anthony moyes is here anthony how are you I am good, Ger. Yourself? I I, uh, I I now know your pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be glad to know, actually. I thought of you at Stade de France. Uh, oh! Late, late in that. the second half, and I was like, oh, I'm a bit hungry, i a bit peckish here. Sold out of food. They were sold out of food. I was like, ah, oh, there you go. See? But that was kind of before I realised just how much mayhem there'd been outside, so it turns out that... Um, they couldn't
2: organise a piss up in a brewery. Yeah, yeah. Well, there must be uh, the, the same consultation parties must be involved <laughs> in both both national stadiums. Surely, surely, there's a stadium in one of our capital cities in Europe get, that actually just does get a correct bit of food, Yeah, and bit. get you in on time. I just wanted a bit of, bit of
0: food. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, there was no uh, crowd control issues for the Lancer final. The only no. The only thing of interest with Meath women's footballers, who unfortunately, from their perspective,
2: were beaten by the doubles, but there's a proper rivalry brewing there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I watched a good bit of it. Uh, Mead will feel that they were probably hard done by on a few different, um, shall we say, controversial decisions. Uh, but it is an absolute proper rivalry. i tell you what's refreshing to hear is boat managers actually having kind of veiled goals at each other. yes Right, you know, you know, like Mick Bohan a couple of weeks ago was kind of questioning the whole physicality in women's football and, you know, like, oh, Meade seemed to bring a certain brand to it. Then, of course, Eamon Murray had a bit of a go yesterday about it. But that's rivalry, Jer. Like, when was the last time you heard a Leinster yeah. manager? I'm sure, who can? Did Jim Gavin have to ever say anything about Meade in the last seven or eight years ago no. there, right? Did they, anyone ever? Now it's just, you know. They were irrelevant. Exactly. And they, and they still are. Correct. So there's no, you don't have to be veiled or, or, you know, or otherwise. You can just be, you're actually nearly feeling sorry for the other team, which is a very, very sad statement first, which, listen, we've we've gone over a million and one times. Um, I watched the Kildare-Derry, our Dublin game closely, and I watched it back <laughs> for my sins, would you believe? I definitely want to watch it back. I want to try to see where exactly Dublin are and are there, Areas where Derry, whoever else, can get at them.
0: I think there are. Presumably, a rock solid defensive structure
2: where you prevent them from scoring goals would be a good starting point. That, that would help. That would certainly help, yeah. And not being, uh, you know, three or four goals down after seven or eight minutes would definitely help. It's amazing. Every single Kildare goal. There was nothing. Okay, Costello had a great finish—the one where he steps inside onto his left foot. Fantastic finish, great balance. But no other goal was—you go, wow, that was. How, how did they do that? Every single goal was preventable by Kildare. Every single goal. Like, I Again, mean, I'm not it, like I literally went back and I actually I was obsessed with it. I started taking pictures of it yesterday, and some of the defending was. Oh, it was just so bad it was just so so bad like under 12 stuff you know not going with players being sucked towards the ball Um, a ball comes on off the post you know not knowing where your man is which happened in the the Kerry game too you know being completely unaware that the man is behind you Um, just bad communication Uh, fellas being lazy like the first goal Kilkenny gets he actually runs past his marker so he's out the field he goes past his marker his marker watches the crossfield ball comes in completely ball watches loses him and next thing he's like oh and he's away from him oh Callahan gets it and just slips it inside now people go brilliant from Khan great movement but that's where the goal came from so actually I think Kildare when they look at it it'll be video nasty time this week and they'll absolutely rip them asunder have they got the ability Kildare then to kind of tighten up on all those different because they've great forwards and McCormack and the rest of them did really really well and I actually was I felt sorry for them but they obviously went out in the second half said, right, we're just going to go with this. I think they did tighten up a bit better. And Sorry, maybe it was just rabbit in the headlights. I don't know what happened that first half. But Dublin punished them, obviously. But will Dublin get that against Derry, uh, potentially, or, and or Kerry, and or a couple of other teams? No, they won't. Because the 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 awareness and I know people were giving out about the ultra final but the awareness, the 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 use of grey matter that was going on was just phenomenal. Like I mean their their ability to keep concentrated as for both teams is phenomenal, you know, because that stuff is not easy. No. People kinda of look at it and go, Oh, it's boring, going to go it's not easy. There's fellas running at angles all over the place and as soon as you slip, the ball goes to the man that you slipped up on and it's a score. You know, so it's high pressure, high intensity, very taxing on the brain. It's seventy, eighty, ninety minutes of pure concentration. Um, and it's not an easy thing. You know,
1: is Kildare's approach in last year's Leinster final now vindicated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm no, it even, absolutely I'm not, I'm isn't. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, not, not even joking. No,
0: that's that's a nonsensical. I think it's. I think that's a fellow carry man there coming yeah, right I'm out. Just yes. wa- I'm just
1: wondering. Is it like
0: that is, that is the weirdest shit take that we've ever had on this, <laughs>
1: on this show. A, where there's been a long catalogue. It's not. A, it's not
0: a take. It's actually just a question. Right, like, well, I mean, it's, it's it, it, okay. Erroneous piffle is my answer to that one. <laughs>
2: I, I, You know, it's funny I, I saw, I think the, One of the articles In the Irish Times On Saturday And it was kind of saying That, you know I think there was A general realisation That last year The idea by Jack Was to keep the, the score down Now, no one said that Before the game Or slightly thereafter It was only kind of become Kind of nuanced now Which he obviously did Dublin and didn't score a goal
1: Last year And like Okay, so The, the, the overarching <laughs> theme I was
2: talking like really Crap team last year Who
0: were like Out on their feet And like Not good The,
1: the, over, were, the overarching theme Of keeping the score down Is obvious ridiculous I'm not, I'm not seriously suggesting that that's what yeah. they should have done but Dublin didn't score a goal last year what killed them on Saturday five goals I, I th- like it, it, I, I forget the, the black and white ridiculous nature of that question in terms of your approach to Dublin can you reasonably go into a Leicester Championship game and say we're going toe to toe here? We're 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 letting this. this I, go I don't. I don't, I
2: don't think they went toe. I think I think where I'm slightly disappointed in in the selection of the Kildare team, and I would have to look at the Kildare starting 15 last year for the Dublin game and see how different it was to this. But definitely there was a different feel as regards. I thought the two wing backs for Kildare. Were potentially more wing forwards, if you get me right. So they were—they'd one eye on attack. Sorry, they probably had nearly one and a half eye on attack, if you get me. So, so they're like defending is an art and defending is a skill. Okay, so you either have fellows who are all-out defenders. They've been defenders all their lives, and they see danger before it even happens. They cut stuff off that no one really watching ever really notices. Do you get me? So it's just those small things. It's their positioning. It's just their ability to stop a run. It's their position to kind of, when the guy looks up at the ball, he goes, oh, that pass isn't there. But yet, when you're not doing those things, all the gaps start to show. And for me, that's really what happens. So you'd have to go back and say, okay, is that is that symptomatic of Kildare saying, we're going to have a right go at them and we're going to go all out and we're going to put them under major pressure? Um, or is it just symptomatic that Kildare had the wrong fellas in the wrong positions? Okay, So it could be chicken and egg, really, that one. You're, they will not get, Dublin will not get the same type of situation against either Donegal or Derry. Um, whoever comes through, I'm not so sure about Galway. Um, and I think they definitely won't get it with Kerry because I think the carry unit as a defensive unit is this is what we spoke about last year they were lazy they were letting runners go they were being attracted to the ball and twos and threes you know they're, they're trying to get to the ball but next thing a guy's in behind and a hand pass over the top this backdoor cut thing that could Dublin do a lot you know that that takes maximum concentration it takes a lot of work but it also takes a man that when the backdoor cut happens it takes a man who's, who's noticing this who comes across from the middle to cut it out because it's actually a very very difficult thing to Defend against as a, as a cornerback, so all of those things tell me that um, Dublin will have a, have a, have a more difficult time. And then you flip the page and you say, well, actually, how easy were Kildare scores? So
1: you know, again. Dublin shipped a pretty big score On, on, on Saturday Two games running It kind of happens Without people noticing You know Because it feels like It, it all happens in garg- garbage time Largely But it's still Statistically speaking Two big scores it is, end,
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Kildare Could have got a bit more Right You know Kildare Do you remember Flynn t- Goes off on this kind of mazy, ridiculous run Near the end of the first half and he, Or maybe the start of the second half And he shoots for a goal When really he should have Just stuck it over the bar They kind of were going for goals But then they kind of said Okay we're just gonna, we, we'll start taking our points They could have got a bit more now, of course, Dublin could have got a bit more as well. Um, and after the five goals, they just said, well, we're just going to keep tapping them over the bar. And it felt like Meade, against Mead; they were practising their point scoring. <laughs> against Kildare, they practised their goals. Yeah. But there was, I think, Kildare definitely didn't have... Again, if I'm Desi Farrell and the management team, you're saying, right, we're going to watch this game from about 25 minutes on. Because the first 20 minutes, if they were being really honest with themselves, they're saying, actually, Kildare handled us four, if not five of those goals. They really did. Yes, we'd great movement. Yes, we had all. But against someone like Derry, who are, if you watch, obviously the Ulster final we'll talk about in a second, but their ability to stay with a man and know their job and and do the job all the way, Dublin have not come up against that. Me didn't do it for them against them, and Killeher haven't done it against them.
1: Yeah, I really do think that Derry napping in the back door is good news for for the, the Munster and Leinster champions and uh, I, I'd agree with you on that it's obviously the All Ireland final is the only time that Dublin and Derry can meet for example
0: Are we now talking about Derry as like a singular the the last true singularly brilliant defensive team like the proper heirs to Donegal under McGuinness that like um, and so therefore they're going to be a challenge that nobody else poses at the moment because even Tyrone last year weren't like this were they? like Tyrone would have been more forward and more aggressive and like good defenders but not like the ultra defensive unit that uh, McGuinness and Donegal were for example
2: yeah I think I think there's a slight difference between them and I think yesterday was a bit of horses for courses you know But people were giving out it, it was a hard game to watch at times um, it really was like the first two minutes Donegal kept the ball
0: and then I have like, a pain in my hole people giving out about these games yeah. right because like all of the other provincial games this weekend were essentially over with 15 minutes left right. to go at least or yeah. 15 minutes gone in in two of the cases the, you could argue that Coleman made a bit of a fist of it in the second half but the, that game was largely over so like Stop giving out yeah. about it. What do you want? It's literally, yeah. the only game yeah. that matters where where one team is trying to beat the other team with some tactics. Explain what's going on and stop telling us you're bored as the commentators.
2: Yeah. That's your job. Exactly. Oh, yeah. this is terrible. They're passing the ball to each other. They're keeping possession. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it does. Like it certainly doesn't help. And it, there was a mass difference between the the. I believe the the. I, I watched actually the repeat the of it. The, yeah, exactly. There was a marked difference because the re, the lads. So we explaining <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> exactly, they realise they know the players. This is a, this is a tactical and it's a massive arm wrestle. So for me, what happened was Donegal went in and realised, okay, listen, the big thing with Derry is counter So what we're not going to do is we're not going to get sucked into the honeypot. So we're going to stand off them we're going to probe but we're never going to commit too many that we, do, we get caught on the far end so if you watch Murphy's positioning a lot of the time he was he was standing in I hate saying that but he was standing in midfield nearly as a quarterback I was sometimes kind of going is he injured because he wasn't really affecting the game massively now he wanted obviously, to obviously stay right through to 70 and they knew it would literally come to the last kick of the ball which it did there was nothing in that game yesterday like Donegal could have easily have won it um, and so Donegal did a massive amount of work on that, but Derry also realized actually when we go forward, we we can't commit as much as we have previously done. We can't it can't just be charged at the light brigade. So there was a bit less for them on the on the offensive front. They knew goals were going to be important and Donegal knew that we have to stop Derry getting goals. Now the one that they got was really messy. You know, I think Donegal could have still managed to defend it out. They didn't. Um but that was an unbelievable and, and you know in those games what often happens is a fellow will come up who the opposition don't expect to kick his scores and he will be the difference and it was Rogers yesterday you know he ends up getting three points from play he ends up getting the winning score um, and by the way the conditioning of the Derry players is, is just freakishly good like Glass and himself were running as hard in that last minute of extra time than they were in the first minute of normal time um, are they as good, Jer? Yeah? Have they got? I think they have. I think they will relish Crow Park from an offensive point of view, as in being able to go uh, and being able to go hard at you. And as I said, there's a clip, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed it, but there's a clip where uh, out near Gallagher, um, I think Oh, McFerry, there's a ball coming along and, and it's going out to the sideline. And he flicks it back inside uh, the derry uh, player on the ground. He flicks it back inside him and he picks it up. I think they actually end up getting the goal from him, maybe, or something. But the derry player is on the ground because he slipped. And Gallagher is roaring at him to get back on the ground. Like, he's, he, he, the play has moved on and he's absolutely roaring at him and he's pointing and you see the derry player jump up and just take off. So they, they all know their function they all know that it is what we need to do so there will be no lazy runners there will be no situation where Conor Callahan gets in behind there will be no kind of ball coming back off the post there will be none of that kind of stuff where you get sucked towards the ball and you leave a man in behind that will not happen so then have Dublin or whoever else got the ability to break these guys down because you know you look at Christy McCaig and see what he did like McBerty was just may as well have been sitting in the stand McCaig just went boom that's you gone I have you everywhere They knew Murphy will come out So Roger said Okay well I'm actually Going to do more damage Than you From an offensive point of view And as soon as you come in At me I'm going to take you I have the ability To do that And they picked up players And still Donegal Like I Donegal for me don't get enough credit they, they I, I like I mean they were very very close to winning that game and I think if they just steadied a bit more I think they only got something like a 48% of their chances and there was a number of goals that they could have got I thought there was a number of opportunities but again you would have to go back and say they weren't butchered, butchered. they were unbe- it was unbelievable Derry defending um, I think there was a little bit of a writing on the wall it, the, the name was on the cup this year for Derry and fair play to them like, look, at the, look at the run they've had to come yeah, through unbelievable hard
1: yeah that Donegal piece then is this situation where it's deja vu from the disappointments of the last number of years like is it, is it, it's, isn't it? Yeah.
2: it does feel like this you know I watched I don't know I think. I think they nearly gave Derry too much credit I think they probably I watched them when they got ahead uh, you remember the two or three points ahead in the, in the second half maybe it was two and then they gave a silly free away and the camera switched to Bonner and you could see his frustration on the sideline and Murphy as well was kind of going oh, you know cause, so they knew I'd say they felt themselves if we get ahead we, we, we very much command and if you watch the way Murphy played it, from a defensive point of view he basically sat in the D um, which I thought was interesting he wasn't trying to push up he was just kind of, kind of corralling around that area and the idea was is that they were very much protecting that central column which Derry loved to run down and get their goals and um, you would say Donegal did a brilliant job like McGuigan was very very quiet for large parts of the game you know they they did their homework on what they had McInnes had a very very quiet game compared to what he's usually had um, but yeah I just I just felt not that they overanalyzed it but I think maybe they went in and they gave them a little bit too much and you know the first half was definitely Donegal kind of giving them too much respect the second half when they started to put a bit of pace on it and go at them they made hay and I think they needed to do that for the full game I think Donegal needed to take the idea that no actually we're going to go at pace I think they were as I said I think they were probing too much I think they were afraid to be caught too much Uh, but they learned from it but Will that's another kick in the teeth for Uh, them so it'll be hard to see them where they go could you see them knocking off carrier dublin at this stage no how close a game would it be <sighs> i think i think the psychological factor of this one again is is a big determinant factor you know you're coming in but again can they get themselves to a position it's it's a, it's a very hard game to play jer it's a very uh taxing tiring mentally tiring game to play the way they're playing Um, and what he will probably need to do in my view is you would need to freshen up a number of players you know so it's all about their recovery it's all about how quickly they can get over this Um, it's all about how they go the next day out Um, but I think they still have a decent say one thing that they're missing is they're missing probably a 22 or 23 year old Paddy McBerty they're missing a guy inside who can say put it in left or right of me and I have the speed and the ability to get that ball so they didn't. They never had that out ball. If you get me, even when they when they broke it down from Derby, they were never. McKay had obviously done an unbelievable job on him, um, but they never had someone else. They never had someone else in their... Beside him, that was able to say, "Listen, I can win a ball um, and take them on and bring us further up the field." So every time they got the ball, it was we build slowly, yeah. you know, and we look for the loopy runs and everything else, which is all fine. But they, I think, they only kicked it. Well, they kicked that one long high ball in once, and they nearly got a goal out of it. But uh, what this game last what year mean? that Derry refused to take the last shot on, wasn't it? It was, yeah, which,
0: and which and felt a little bit weird. Where Donegal yeah. are like, oh, could we, "We could win this game in normal time. No,
1: we'll we'll play for the draw." Yeah. Or were they unaware of how long was left? It felt like it felt to me like they were playing for the jaw. It felt like as if they just uh, was well, strange,
2: yeah, yeah because they, they, you know they got the kick out and then they just kind of they tipped it across and back. But even at the very very end, I felt like rather than putting that hand pass into the, they, they should have just kicked the ball over the bar and just reset for the kick out. Yeah. Potentially, I think the I think the referee would have allowed the kick out. They <laughs> could have won the kick out yeah. and then they could have got uh, an equaliser. But uh, look, I think Derry deserved it. Derry deserved it for the campaign. They deserved, They came up against different challenges all the way. Donegal learned from Monaghan because we spoke about this, you know, where, where Monaghan kind of said to them, where well, we're going to sit and wait for you and then counterattack. But not D- Donegal didn't commit as many forward, which was a good move, which frustrated Derry. Um, but ultimately, I think they gave them just probably a bit too much respect. But Derry deserves it.
1: Because of the nature of Derry's rise, they're obviously the story from yesterday. No provincial title since 1998. It's very, very hard to make a case they're not the story yesterday. But is, is there something similar? happening from a bit of a higher base with Galway at the moment. This sort of un- unstoppable rise that they're on, the, the, the things that they've changed, the fact there's been a few frustrations during the COVID years especially, and things are just right for them at the moment, and, and they too are on this upward trajectory that, that could end up in an Ireland final.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's Galway are kind of going about their business nearly unbeknownst to anyone else, you know. Yeah. Uh, quietly, you know, everyone's bemoaning the fact of Leinster, Munster, you know, saying about Ulster, and no one's really having a kind of close eye on Connacht. Um, it's amazing that I think sometimes you know people look at say the rise of dairy like that is that is a body of work that has gone on for five or six or seven or eight years you know and it's the culmination of that and you could say that you know Back going back to Kevin Walsh's time with Galway, that he decided we need to start putting more of a defensive structure in this team. We need to get a bit meaner. We need to get a little bit harder in the tackle. We need to get a little bit more tactically nuanced. Yes, we're always good going forward, but we need to lock that down. And I think he brought that to them. Now, some Galway supporters didn't particularly like the way they were playing near the end, but I think they needed to get that to become what they are now. And I think Porick, to be fair to him, has just built on that he knows he has the forward power he knows he, he has the he ability. did come in and say
0: we're not playing Galway style we're going to get back to Galway style and then they got spanked a couple of years and now he's back so it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, Absolutely, it, it does feel like there's a little bit of unfairness in the oh this is going to be a new broom we're going to get rid of all the Kevin Walsh here and then actually they're like straight back oh hang on a second and they have
2: brought in expertise in the back room whose job it is to do that. But Jerry, as you know, it's narratives. You know, it, 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 you can say that and come in. And, of course, if we were going into the Galway job and we knew that we'd come in and say the exact same thing, oh, no, this is going to be completely different, you know, but actually it's not really. You know, the 12 or 13 guys behind it. That's just modern football. I'm still amazed at commentators going, oh, and there's 13 men behind the boy. I go, oh, come on, seriously? How long have we been watching this? And you're still saying that? Do I think day i think there's i think there are opportunities as well for someone to get at going okay i think I think the way they are leaking goals and leaking big. Uh, um, changes in momentum against them is not is not great like even Roscommon Roscommon were dead and buried and should have been dead and buried but yes they still come back to get within three points of them um, I think Roscommon when they changed things up in the second half and went a bit more direct right, and actually started playing ball into their full forward line and runners off they got a lot of joy out of that um, so I think anyone playing Galway will go mm, okay I think they are set up well that they will snaffle you if you're moving the ball left and right and they'll frustrate you and they have enough speed and power down on the, on the brake and the counter-attack to catch you. And of course, they've got some forwards. Once you just put it into space, these guys will harm you. But I think if you do go at them hard and early, there's some gaps in that defence. Uh, the Provincial Championship is very quickly at the end of this. What what do we do? It's
0: like, <laughs> How long have we got here? It's never going to change, is it? Like we're, we're stuck in this weird where Ulster is great. We don't care. Screw you. None. Don't touch our championship. It's the greatest. Yeah, And like, okay, great for you, lads. Well done. But we're supposed to be like a, you know, this is supposed to be like a unified thing
2: where we're all we're all in this together. But we're not.
0: We are not in this together.
2: Yeah. like a few years ago, I remember with the CPA that one of the things we put in was, you know, that um, there would be um, a vote to put in whereby basically it would be a situation where you know, there would be uh, 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 responsibility and uh, uh, acceptability that you actually, whoever, what way you voted for, it would be known. OK, so everything would be uh, there and it will be very, very opaque and transparent and away you go. And I remember, I think it was actually Larry McCarthy I think, stood up and spoke against it and said, you know, no, we're not going to do this. So the transparency thing. I think is enormous because first of all the first step is you need to know well who is voting against what? Like who are the people like so did Dublin vote against some of the proposals last year? Have Mead voted against it? Have the people in Leinster which way are they voting? Like are they voting that they want change but they're just being hammered down by everyone else so actually fair play to them or are they still voting with the status quo and a few tinkerings around the edge? My worry always was that when the when the club part came in and the split season came in that there would be a a doff of the hat to that because it was such a groundswell of opinion, but then they'd go, well actually, and don't worry we'll look after the rest, which is basically what happened. Uh, You can give your submissions but really, that submission's going to go in the toilet. We know this is the submission that's going to work and that's the one that we're going to maintain. And that's what's happened. Whether they do a little few changes. So you're you're in a situation where, as I said to you last week or the week before, there is... well, well, whether they know it or whether they don't know it, they're killing the sport in each province especially Leicester like if I'm a young Mead fan or a Kildare fan after the weekend and I'm coming out of Croke a player Park, who might be good enough to play something else uh, absolutely You're gone You know because You're, you're kind of looking And you're going There's always the hope And you know There's always the thing At every year But it is a It is a massive body Of work that's required And consistently You need competition But those players Will be gone in a few years Anyway Anthony So yeah, you know We don't have to worry Yeah Yeah It's yeah. It, it, You know it, it, and, and unfortunately That's that's where we are And competition uh, can only, like I mean I heard you lads talking earlier on about the Tallinn Cup games you look at the score lines of the Tallinn Cup games and you're going actually they, they were pretty exciting games yeah. you know two, three scores in it you know both teams going at it hammer and tongs yeah the principle of
0: uh, pitting opposition against each other who are of a similar standard
2: yeah and this stuff if a fellow wants to go to America go to America yeah that's fine yeah you yeah. know enjoy yourself but the, the county persists we move on because it's not just about you going to America it's about the 10-year-olds and the 8-year-olds and the 12-year-olds who are coming up and it's about us improving and getting to a point where we're going to be playing at our maximum level. Whatever that is, by the way, Leitrim are not going to be in 10 years or 15 years' time. I don't just mean to say Leitrim, but smart going up and winning 10 Sams in a row. It's not going to happen. But is it going to happen that they continually progress and move on and get to a level where they can you know, be playing at a, at a, you know, a much higher level? Absolutely.
1: That's all you need. We were chatting about this earlier and uh, our friend friend of the show, John and Donegal, was in touch saying that's uh, rubbish when we were talking about the provincial championships being a complete joke. The chance of winning a Connacht title meant a huge amount to Galway and Roscommon yesterday. The same for Derry and Donegal. 24 years since Derry won. Leinster and Munster are a, are a different story. Like, obviously, the scenes in Derry not in Derry, in Clones yesterday, were incredible. And the game, even though there would have been a few detractors from it, was full of drama. Mm. Same with the, the Connacht final. But the reason why these games are full of drama and we are so excited about them is because these are top 12 teams going up against each other week in, week out. The reason why Derry have been involved in three of the better games so far this year is because they were against top teams you know uh, against Tyrone against Monaghan against Donegal and Derry themselves are a top 12 team and that's why we're getting this the same with the, the two fixtures that we get every year in Connacht it has nothing to do with geography it adds a bit of spice to it for sure but you need the basic ingredients before that sort of spice actually matters
2: correct and you know like look
1: i played for
2: a decent amount of time and Every year you went in with the possibility, whether you were, whether you were being completely, you know, delusional or not, you, you, had, you had a chance of winning Leinster. You know, like it wasn't you weren't coming off a 10, 12, 16 point hammering every single year. So you always had that confidence to go and improve yourself in the off season and get yourself and do what you needed to do. I honestly feel for players in in, in parts of, of the country who are going back to the well again to basically play in the league and then that's pretty much it you know and they're kind of saying to themselves well because it's not a nice place to be Crow Park for those Calair players and the Calair management that is not a nice place to be on on, on, on Saturday and neither was it for, for Mead players the time before um, and actually it's getting to a point where it's probably not a place, a nice place to be for Dublin players like James McCarty lifted that cup up now with about as much joy in his heart as you know it was like he was given the poison chalice and he hasn't been you a know? captain
0: no he, he hasn't got to do that loads like that's that is actually in,
2: in his career that that will be a moment you, you got to lift trophies yeah I did I was lifting trophy. But, it's um, a trophy it's a massive it's a massive milestone for me. but just to finish the, 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 the competition is the thing right that breeds intensity it breeds kind of uh, 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 an association what you want to do and it, 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 it attracts people to it you just mentioned about the Dublin girls and, and the mead ladies like mead is absolutely f- there's I, I was driving down the road on Sunday all the bus stops around my local area full of 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 boys girls, men, women going into the mead match, more so than I saw the week before, heading into watch the girl, which is fantastic but there's a rivalry there's a there's a you know it's it's a proper rivalry that they want to get behind um and you know you look at cork Kerry, you look at different how things have and by the way but i what i what I can stand is on this I think county boards um a lot of them right. Take this and they kind of see it as a pass, and they kind of ask oh, sure, you, Look, you know, how, how, how could we ever compete against Dublin? Or how could we ever compete against Gary? Well, why, well actually, a hold on. As well. There's still a house to be put in order here. a yeah, pie chart. And,
1: and, like, yeah, and when I say, like, some of the best games you got this year are teams within the top 12 playing each other. Mead against Dublin, if you look at Alianza League position, is a top 12 head to head. Kildare against Dublin is a top 12 head to head as well.
2: Well, you look at, like, let's look at Derry. Derry was an absolute shambles three, four years ago, wasn't it, Jer? Yeah. Like, I mean, Division Four. Back to. I back. remember Broly talking about it, saying. I remember actually talking to uh, um, a couple of fellas, the ex-players, and they were just saying, you know, the the county board. There's a massive. Uh, um, you know kind of blockage with regard to where they're going where there's a there was Schlock a nail game. players wouldn't, wouldn't were unavailable because of their success but then also weren't committing because Aren't there committing. was kind of no point yeah. and it was no all point. It was a, a lot, lot of animosity a lot of toxicity everything else going on as you say and to see where so, so can it be done absolutely it can be done um and and by the way it's not like it's it's not like they're a bolter you know they have been coming they have been consistently improving go from 4 to 3 to th- th- so there there's a template there and i'm not saying every county can do it but you know what you can you can have a go at it there is there is like uh, this is multifactorial the
0: yeah. the population and the funding for dublin has definitely skewed the game in their favor and so already the other counties are coming from behind when it comes uh up to playing them and then there's mismanagement of your own resources and it could be 10% mismanagement it could be 50% funding it could be 25% funding it could be 50% mismanagement of your own fun- it's all part of the cocktail that goes into the situation but it becomes self-defeating after a period of time the biggest problem of all is the competition structures are screwed and until you fix the competition structures and for for that we know there is no appetite to do it properly they've created what is going to be a disaster down the line where we're stuck now with a new system we haven't even seen the worst part of the new system yet that's going to come in next year with the round robin where uh, they're going to have a round robin where one out of the four teams is going to get kicked out and you're like
2: what? Yeah absolutely (laughs) and actually my last thing that, that competition structure if it comes in so let's say you have a you know whatever six groups or whatever it is four or five what that will actually show is what it will massively highlight is the county boards and the counties who aren't doing the work the mismanagement right because at the moment you can kind of as I said to you you can kind of get away with it you know you get hammered by Dublin and you go out and you hope for you know another maybe you get someone Who's just in just as bad a state as you are in the pervi- or in the, in the in the qualifiers qualifier, and you yeah. beat them and you get one win on and then you you, you the players get a big progress. ramp up yeah. and you get bet by four or five points by another team. Jesus, that wasn't a bad year, mm. but actually you lift the hood, you say, well, hold on a second. Like any organisation should be, what are, how much? What's the revenue? What's the inputs going into this? Where's the? Output? Can't talk about the money.
1: <laughs> Me- Mead's sales must be up. Mead's men's sales must be up after Saturday's performance by Kildare. I mean, it wasn't that bad after all, it turned out. He's he's just looking to annoy this morning, isn't he?
2: (laughs) OTB
0: AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.